G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. For years before I met Jesus, I'd hear Christians rabbiting on about the good news of Jesus. Oh, give me a break. But it wasn't until I heard the bad news that I realised how fantastic the good news really is. Diamond, and thank you so much for joining me again on Christianity Works. Today, we are indeed going to take a look at the bad news about God and then the good news. Because without a clear handle on the bad news, the good news doesn't mean all that much. So let's head into God's Word and please do stay tuned because in just a few minutes, I'll be telling you about our latest life application booklet. It's called Laying Hold of Your New Life. And I'd love to send you a free copy to help you live the abundant life that Jesus died and rose again to give you. Now, depending on whether you enjoy your job or not, Monday is either good news or bad news. And the statistics tell us that around two-thirds of people don't enjoy their jobs. That's a tragedy. So for them, for these two-thirds, there's every chance that you're one of them. This work thing is a bunch of bad news. Now, you and I, we'd rather have good news than bad news. I would, and I'm sure you would too. And so when it comes to thinking about God, well, that has to be good news, doesn't it? I mean, that's what the gospel of Jesus Christ is all about. That word gospel literally means not truth, as many people think it does, although it is the truth. Now, the word gospel means good news and glad tidings. That's why the angel who spoke to the shepherds that night of Jesus' birth said to them, Don't be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is the Messiah, the Lord. (laughs) There it was, good news, hallelujah. But sad to say, before we talk about the good news, which we're going to do after a break later in the program, first, first we have to talk about the bad news. How many times have we heard that line, there's good news and there's bad news, which one do you want to hear first, right? And inevitably, there are two sides to each coin. And if all I ever talked about on this program was the good news side of God, then yours truly simply wouldn't be doing his job. But as much as sometimes I'd rather ignore it, there is a side to God which, quite frankly, is bad news for the likes of thee and me. At least at first glance, that's how it seems. And yet the reality is that without the bad news, the good news wouldn't seem that good at all. It's when we understand the bad news about God that the good news becomes, well, absolutely fantastic news. That's why today we're kicking off with the bad news. So what's Bernard rabbiting on about, huh? Good news, bad news. Well, we're in the middle of a series called Reaping the Harvest of Righteousness. It's about the righteousness of God, and it's about the blessing that flows in our lives when you and I live out God's righteousness. And we kind of touched on this a little bit fleetingly last week. But we're going to pick up on it and really understand it because understanding the bad news about the righteousness of God is absolutely critical in A, making a decision whether we want to accept Jesus as our saviour or not, 
and B, living out his righteousness and experiencing the blessing of that. So, what's the bad news? Well, the bad news is that God is righteous. What's this righteousness all about? Well, God is completely, absolutely and utterly free from the scourge of humanity, which is sin. There is nothing wrong in God. There is nothing impure or unholy or deficient or horrible about God. He is 1,000%, 1,000,000% righteous from beginning to end, from eternity to eternity. And the only reason that this is bad news is that you and I aren't. You know that about you, and I know that about me. We're nothing like that. We're often selfish and proud and angry and rude. The list goes on. And whilst perhaps you've been walking with God for a while now, and and perhaps a lot has changed in your life, some of that muck is still around, right? It's like that classic little prayer that goes something like this. Dear Lord, so far today I've done all right. I haven't gossiped, haven't lost my temper, haven't been greedy, grumpy, nasty, selfish or overindulgent. I'm very thankful for that. But in just a few minutes, God, I'm going to be getting out of bed. And from then on, I'm probably going to need a lot more help. So, as the Apostle Paul writes, we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans chapter 2, verse 23. And the consequences of this sin, this is Romans chapter 6, verse 23, the wages of sin is death. Now, that seems a little harsh until we get back to the bad news. God is righteous and we aren't. There's nothing in God that's wrong. And so his standard, quite simply, is perfection. Now, as I was coming to grips with that early on in my walk with Jesus, the question that I had to resolve in my mind was, well, isn't this just a tad unreasonable? I mean, when I was a child, I made mistakes. I wronged my parents. In fact, I did that over and over and over again. But they didn't take me out of the back and shoot me. They might have felt like it. And sometimes I was punished, but they didn't kick me out of the house or do anything drastic like that. They suffered through my immaturities as parents are meant to do for their children so that the kids can grow up and mature and become responsible adults. That's what parents do. So if God is God the Father, what's with this the wages of sin is death thing? I mean, isn't it unreasonable? The original Greek word used in the New Testament for this word righteousness has its roots in the concept and the notion of justice. God is a just God. There are no favourites. There's, there's no partiality. And pretty much none of us would want to argue with that. That's as it should be, because injustice is wrong. Oftentimes, when a criminal is handed a light sentence by the courts for something that we consider should have attracted a much harsher penalty, well, you and I are incensed. Why? Because we're mean? No, it's because one of the things that God has handed on to us is his sense of justice. It's part of our DNA. And so God is a just God. It would be something of a disaster if he wasn't, right? And that's the bad news. Break the law, get caught, you have to pay the penalty. And in the case of God, because he is pure and he is just and holy and completely righteous, that standard is way, way beyond anything that any human being can attain. I haven't lived a perfect life and nor have you. The only one who has is Jesus, God's own son. And so the bad news is that you and I fall short of the glory of God And there is an eternal penalty for our rebellion. There's a price to be paid. Hebrews chapter 10. For if we willfully persist in sin, having received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a fearful prospect of judgment and a fury of fire that will consume the adversaries. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. So there it is. That's the bad news. And it's very, very Bad news. Eternity is, after all, a very long time. The wages 
of sin is death. Romans chapter 6 verse 23. But that's only half the verse. And it's only half the story. The second half of the verse goes like this. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. And that is the good news that we're going to be talking about after the break. Friend, we don't want to think too much about the fact that sin has a penalty. But if we stop and think about it now, we know that our sin has penalties and consequences in our lives today. I know that if I'm angry all the time, it's going to ruin my relationships and and rob me of peace and joy. It'll rob me of a great life. I know that. And as much as our sin has its outworkings and consequences here in this life, short-term, medium-term, it also has consequences long-term. It definitely has consequences on that day that you and I stand before God and have to give an account of our lives. In a parable that Jesus told, this is what happened to the man who approached God in an unworthy state. Matthew chapter 22, verse 13. The king said to his attendants, bind him hand and foot and throw him into the outer darkness where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And it's the terror of this bad news that makes the good news so fantastically good. For the wages of sin are death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. I'm Bernie Diamond and you're listening to Christianity Works. Sometimes with all that we have going on in life, it's difficult, if not impossible, to understand what God's up to. But God, let me tell you, is in the business of transforming your life from one degree of glory to the next. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called Laying Hold of Your New Life, and it's full of life-changing practical Bible teaching to help you live out the abundant life that Jesus died and rose again to bring you. In fact, at the end of each chapter, you'll find a series of life application questions to help you kind of think through and apply God's Word right into the realities of your life. To request your copy, stop by our website, ChristianityWorks.com, or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415, and we'll send your free booklet straight out to you in the post, laying hold of your new life. Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll-free on 1-300-722-415. Okay, the bad news about God, and there is some really bad news, is that He's holy and perfect and righteous. And the reason that that's bad news is that we're not. And our not has some serious consequences. So then what's the good news? And there is some good news, great news, fantastic news. Let me ask you a question. How are you doing this fine day? The one thing I know with, frankly, millions of people listening to this same message this week in 160 countries around the globe is that there's going to be a myriad of answers and responses to that question. How are you doing this fine day? Some people are on top of the world. Others are in the absolute depths of despair. And between those two extremes, there's every shade of grey, right? And wherever we are, some good news would sure go down well. Some good news to shine some light into a dark place. Some good news to, to just brighten a mundane day. And even when we're in the middle of a fantastic patch in life, some good news to put it all into perspective. Well, right now, we're going to take a look at the good news. 
as we spend this time together, we're not just going to share in some good news. We're going to roll in it. We're going to revel in it. We're going to delight in it. Because the good news that I'm talking about isn't some cliche. It's not some transient spin. This good news is meant to make a difference in our lives, a real difference. In fact, a world of difference, an eternal difference. As I said before the break, when it comes to God, there's good news and there's bad news. We're in the middle of a series right now of messages that I've called Reaping the Harvest of Righteousness because when we live out the goodness and the holiness and and the wonderfulness, the righteousness of God, there's a huge harvest of blessing in that. Not only the sort of blessing always that the world tells us we should have, you know, healthy, wealthy and wise, but a depth of reward, a joy, a peace as we live out the righteousness of God in our own lives. Bad news, though, is that we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and the wages of sin is death. The bad news is that God is righteous, you and I aren't, and no matter how hard we work, how hard we labour at it, we will still always fall short of the glory and the righteousness and the wonderful perfection of God. And whilst at first it might seem a tad unreasonable, death because we're not as good as God, seems harsh, doesn't it? It's that bad news that makes the good news so absolutely, incredibly, wonderfully fantastic. The Apostle Paul has this fantastic knack for hitting the nail on the head, for boiling big things down, huge things, seemingly complex things down into a sentence or two that people like me and and perhaps people like you can actually get our hearts and our minds around. Have another listen. We look at it just before the break. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. The wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. There they are, the two sides of the coin, the bad news and the good news. And remember, when we talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ, that word gospel means good news. We're talking about the good news of Jesus. If I were writing a Bible dictionary trying to define that Greek word that's used in the New Testament for gospel... I'd redefine it to mean not just good news, but absolutely, mind-blowingly fantastic news. Now, if you're a Christian and you've sat in a pew for a good many years each Sunday, maybe this good news has, well, it's lost its luster a little bit. You hear something often enough over and over and over again, and, well, it becomes mundane, passe, just the way things are. I have to tell you, it's happened to me, too, from time to time. But here's the thing. I wonder... How many people really, I mean, really understand the enormity of this fantastic news about Jesus? What's going on here when God does this amazing thing in the face of such terrible news? For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The bad news part of that equation of grace is shockingly terrible news. And if you're someone who's never put their trust in Jesus, if you're someone who has never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Saviour, wrap your mind around this because it's meant to be shocking. Luke chapter 16, verses 19 to 26. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man, Lazarus, covered with sores, who longed to satisfy his hunger with what fell from the rich man's table. Even dogs would come and lick his sores. The poor man died and was carried away by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, there he was being tormented. He looked up and he saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. 
He called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in cool water to cool my tongue, for I am in agony in these flames. But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your lifetime you received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner received evil things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. Besides all this, between you and us is a great chasm that's been fixed, so that those who might want to pass from here to there cannot do so and no one can cross from there to us. Go ahead, be shocked, come to grips with it. Jesus isn't mincing his words here. He knows about hell, and he's painting a vivid picture of the eternal torment of hell. But it's this picture that makes the good news so great, because when we believe in this Jesus, we become as righteous as God, and the horrible penalty is lifted off us. See, this is the bit that I didn't understand at first. It took me a while to get it. Christians talked about the fact that Jesus' death on the cross bought me a ticket to heaven if I believed. But no one ever explained to me why that was. I needed to know why. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. I get the first bit. It's just. It's the law. I understand that. But the second bit, why? Well, let me explain a little bit further using some other stuff that Paul wrote from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin. In other words, it's talking about Jesus. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. If we think of God as a God of justice, then the penalty for our sin has to be paid. Someone has to pay. And out of his love and his mercy, God came up with this this crazy plan that he himself, Jesus, his son, should pay. So he became a man. He was nailed to a cross. He took the sins of all the world, you and me and everyone else, on his shoulders on that cross. He, in effect, became sin. He who knew no sin was made to be sin. Why? So that you and I might become the righteousness of God stand before God completely free from sin because the legal price for our sin has been paid, not by us, but by the death of the Son of God on the cross. And how do we, how do we lay hold of this incredible blessing of, of that freedom of forgiveness and eternal life? How do we get it? How, how do we become as righteous as God himself? Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, And this is not of your own doing, it is the gift of God, not the result of works, so that no one may boast. So how do we get it? By working hard? No, not at all. God's grace in Jesus is activated toward us through faith. We obtain the righteousness of God, in fact we become the righteousness of God, not by working hard, but by believing in Jesus. It's that simple. And that That is why this isn't just good news, not even just great news. It's mind-blowingly fantastic news because all, all is forgiven. The anger and the wrath and the punishment of God on us is removed and we now have a new life to live, a life that goes on from now and for all eternity simply by trusting in what Jesus did for you and for me on that cross. It is that simple. Bernie Diamond, and you're listening to Christianity Works. 
As we take this short break, I'd like to tell you about a free daily resource that I'd love to send you to help you draw closer to God. It's called Fresh, a short daily devotional with a powerful scripture verse and some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement delivered right to the inbox on your smartphone, tablet or computer each and every day. Or if you prefer, you can now receive a printed version delivered right to your letterbox. It's completely free to get instant access either to the digital or the printed version of Fresh. Stop by our website, ChristianityWorks.com. You'll see the Fresh devotional sign-up right there at the top of the homepage. Or if you prefer, give us a call toll-free on 1300 722 415 to request the printed Fresh devotional. It's completely up to you. Online at ChristianityWorks.com, toll free 1300-722-415. So go ahead, sign up to receive fresh, and may your heart be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through His Word. Okay, well in the few minutes that we have left together, there's only one thing to do. Let's get back into God's Word because we have a bit of thinking, a bit of considering to do. So what do you make of all that? The bad news, the good news? I'm trying to imagine standing in front of a judge, a magistrate having done something wrong. In fact, I remember when I was 19 years old, driving my car into the back of someone else's car and being charged by the police. I ended up in front of a judge, and it was an incredibly daunting thing. He heard the charge, he found me guilty, and what I heard him say was three days in prison. I, I I was utterly, well... I had the stuffing completely knocked out of me. I was in shock. The judge's gavel hit the bench and the clerk of the court ushered me out of the stand and out of the courtroom. And I said to this man, did did he just say three days in prison? I was in shock. And the clerk of the court turned to me and said, no, that's only if you don't pay the $65 fine. The sentence was $65 or in lieu of that, three days in prison. I can't tell you the relief that flooded through my whole body when I heard that. I thought I was going to jail over something as minor as a traffic infringement when all I had to do was pay the small fine instead. That, in a very small way, is what this good news means to me. The sentence that was hovering over my life, the punishment for all of my life, was lifted the moment I believed in Jesus. The sentence of eternal death and eternity in a ferocious hell separated from God was lifted because Jesus died on the cross. And I've chosen to believe. Do you see? The wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And Romans chapter 5 verse 1 and following says this. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through Jesus Christ, through whom we've obtained access to this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. Friend, that grace makes all the difference in our lives. Do you believe in Jesus? Then, if you do, you stand justified by that faith. You have been made right with God through your faith in what Jesus accomplished for you on that brutal cross. Complete forgiveness. And through that empty tomb, a new life. A resurrection life born in you into an eternal life. Do you see how fantastic this news is? The problem for so many Christians is we've heard this so many times, it's kind of become ho-hum, hasn't it? And the problem for many who've never believed in Jesus 
is that although the consequences of their sin has been nagging away, they've never really worked through the bad news. Because once you do that, consider and understand this bad news. Tell you what, you want to lay hold of the good news in Jesus Christ. And friend, if that's something that you want to do today, then why don't you pray this prayer with me right now. Father God, I have heard today and understood the terrible consequences of my sin, my rebellion, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I've done wrong, and and I turn away from that here and now. But I've also heard this good news, the free gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ, and I believe in him, and this day I give my life over to you. Thank you that I'm forgiven. Thank you that I'm saved. Thank you that you will place your spirit within me to change my life. And thank you that I have a new life, an eternal life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Friend, if if you've just prayed that prayer with me, then get to and do something about it. Your enemy, the devil, will want to come and sow seeds of doubt in your mind. Get a Bible, start reading it, get with some other Christians in a, in a vibrant Bible-believing faith community and grow into the new life that Jesus, the Son of God, purchased for you on that cross through his death. The good news isn't just good news. It is truly fantastic news. Now, now it's time for each one of us to live it out for now and for all eternity. all we have time for today. But before I go, there's something truly important that I need to share with you. This program, Christianity Works, is encouraging so many people in over 160 countries to live out the abundant life that Jesus died and rose again to bring them. But that's only possible through the generous support of friends like you. In fact, each dollar that you give towards the ministry of Christianity Works today will help reach almost 3,000 people with a gospel message. So a gift of, say, $35 can touch over 100,000 people with the good news of Jesus. That's amazing. So let me encourage you to give a generous tax-deductible gift to Christianity Works today. You can do that right now, securely online at ChristianityWorks.com or by calling 1-300-722-415. And when you do get in touch, please don't forget to request your free copy of that life application booklet I mentioned earlier. It's called Laying Hold of Your New Life. Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll free on 1-300-722-415. Hey, thank you so much for your support and for joining me today. I'm Bernie Diamond and I'll catch you again same time next week with another message of God's love, God's grace and God's power for each one of us in Jesus Christ. taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.